Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Mercy Port Forth. My name is Shell Wagner. I'm so glad you came to join me today. I see I've got several friends here joining me. Um, good morning, Sherry and Judy and uh, Lee and James. Um, gosh, I, I can't get over how pretty that video is, that introduction video. I love seeing it every time. It just blesses me. And that is uh, um, Lee's creation. And wow, it just turned out fantastic. I really like it. So this morning, there's been a word on my mind for a little bit here. It just keeps reverber reverberating. And I think it's just that, you know, y'all wanted me to learn more about it. So I feel like that's exactly what I do. I, I study and study things out that he's wanting me to learn. And then I just share what it is that he's trying to teach me with you guys. You know, that's really all that, that this feels like it is, is just a sharing what he's trying to teach me. So the word is hased, which is translated as kindness or mercy. Um, sometimes translated as goodness. Um, good morning, Tammy. Good morning, Ren. Good to see you guys. Thank you for joining me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just share my screen and jump right into it. So here's what we've got. I, I wasn't very fancy today. I didn't do a PowerPoint. I'm just using my words. So <laughs> y'all just bear with me, but hopefully you'll get the blessings just the same. Uh, good morning, Mikiel. Good to have you. So glad you guys are all here with me. So here it is written in the um, modern script without any of the Nikud or, or, you know, vowel pointings, any of that. So I, I put it as a Ruach of Hesed, right? A Ruach of mercy, um, a spirit of kindness and mercy. I, I wanted to start here in Micah chapter six verses six through eight, it says, wherewith shall I come before Yahweh and bow myself before the high Elohim? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings with calves of a year old? Will Yahweh be pleased with thousands of rams or with 10,000s of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has showed you, O oh man, what is good. And what Yahweh requires of you, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your Elohim. So I just, I just love that. You know, he's saying it's not all this other stuff that's going to please me. It's not the religious practices. This is what he's saying, but I'm looking into your heart. Do you have a heart that is kind? Do you have a heart? that is merciful towards others, right? Do you extend that kindness? That's what he's asking us. He's saying, this is what's going to please me. So I, of course, looked it up in the pictograph to try to get myself a better understanding. And so here's the word, of course, ruach. So I'm not going into that in the pictograph. And then this one right here is hased. Okay, so we've got a het a psalmic and a dalit. So this, this uh, het is always like a fence or a wall. It's, it's something that separates. This psalmic is something that either 
twist or turn something or supports it, helps it go in the right direction. It's a support, like for a plant, if a plant is growing lopsided, right? And like your tomato plants, right? You have to put a cage on them and that would be a stomach. It would support it to give it the strength that it needed to grow in the right direction. Okay. So it supports and helps things go in the right way. And then we've got the Dalit. So it's a doorway, you know, it's an entrance way. It's, it opens up to a path. It opens up to a way. Okay. So when I was looking at it, I'm looking at this thinking, okay, Ruach, I did put here, you know, the decisions that man makes are connected uh, to what he separates himself to. So I did put that for the Ruach. But then in Hased, Hased to me, when I looked at it, I report, you decide, right, <laughs> is to extend kindness and mercy to someone when we extend kindness and mercy to someone else, it opens a doorway that leads to a place that has been separated, like a refuge, a separated place, a place of rest where support and protection is offered. Okay. So that's what, when we, when we literally are doing our best to extend mercy and extend kindness. This is what we're offering someone else. We're saying here, here's a place, a place in my heart, a place with me, a place of fellowship that can be a refuge for you. So where you don't have to put on a fake face, where you don't have to be worried that someone's going to just turn around and stab you in the back. You know, you don't have to be worried about what's coming at you. It's literally a place of safety within someone else's being. You know, I'm extending, I'm, I'm opening my heart to you to listen, not just for the words that you're saying, but for your heart that's crying out, needing friendship, needing understanding, needing fellowship, needing the things that we all need as human beings to get along with each other. So I thank you, Ren. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let me see. Here's Sherry saying, I do too. Uh, I do too. Hebrew gives the deeper understanding. It really does, doesn't it? I love digging in to the word pictures. And um, my friend Lee saying so beautiful and Ren, perfect word picture. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate that. Okay. So I have this, there's this verse in Proverbs, which to me is so important, especially as you know, coming into this Torah walk, I can tell you, let me just tell you a quick story. I'll probably go, go over my 20 minutes, right? But <laughs> let me tell you this quick story. Um, when I first started looking to enter into a, a messianic fellowship, what happened to me, the first, the first one I went, I wasn't welcome because I didn't have Jewish blood right? I didn't have any lineage that I could prove. So even though they were a messianic, they said I didn't belong, right? And asked me not, told me that was not the place for me. I went, okay, all right, y'all, I've been rejected for that one. Where do you want me to go now? 
you know? So then he led me to another one and they were extreme. Most of them were very, very friendly, um, except for this one woman. They were all Hispanic though. Almost everybody was Hispanic and a lot didn't even speak English. So that was very difficult for me because the whole service was in Hebrew and Spanish and I didn't understand either one, right? But there were a couple of people that were um, English speaking and um, the one lady that was like my age, the first thing she does, she comes up to me. It's the first time she's ever met me. She doesn't even say hello. She shoves this book in my face and says, everything you ever knew was wrong. It was all paganism and you don't know a thing about who Yah is and you've got a lot of learning to do. She never even introduced herself to me. She didn't extend any kindness. I mean, obviously I'm wanting to learn Torah or I wouldn't have been there, right? But there was no kindness, right? So right away, I'm like, yeah, this isn't the person for me, <laughs> right? Because immediately she made me feel horrible and unwelcome, right? And that's just not what we want to do. So I love this verse in Proverbs 31, 26. It says, and, and to me, you know, this, everybody says, you know, this is the virtuous woman. Well, when you look at verses 10 through the end of the chapter, they line up with the Aleph Bet, right? They line up perfectly with the Aleph Bet. And it um, it is understood from my understanding, this is dealing not with just a woman or a type of woman, but this is how Yasharel, as the bride of Mashiach, is supposed to learn how to behave, right? This is the virtuous woman. This is who he's looking for as his people. It's not a male-female thing, okay? It applies to everyone. So he's just dealing with who Yasharel is. So in Proverbs 31, 26, it says, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and that is Hesed. Okay, uh, um, I'm sorry, that's not Hesed. That's Hokma. All right, wisdom is Hokma. So there's there's an element of when you speak, it's it's filtered. <laughs> it's filtered through his character. It's filtered through his nature. It's filtered through what he's taught you. Right. So when we choose to open our mouth to say something to someone, it's supposed to be filtered through his truth, through his Torah, which he's taught us by hokma, wisdom. And in her tongue is the Torah of kindness. Now, how much do we talk about the Torah of kindness, right? I mean, I've heard some outrageous things said in Messianic fellowships. Well, I mean, one day I heard, you know, if you hadn't been baptized in the right name, you never knew him and all your ancestors, they're not really in heaven. I mean, just horrible stuff to, to say to people, no kindness in it whatsoever, you know? And I just, I believe that the word that Yah gives us is is totally contradictory to that kind of nonsense, right? All right. So let's just look a little bit here at a few more scriptures. I wanted to read this one because it was a rebuke from Yahusha to what he saw going on in this religious system. He was confronting it and saying, this is not the right way to act. So here's what he said. He said, woe unto you scribes and perishing hypocrites, 
for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the Torah, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone, right? He's, he's calling this a weightier matter, that this is, this is the part that really needs to be stressed. This is a weightier matter of Torah to extend correct judgment because we do have to judge what's going on, especially in this day and age. We don't know who we're dealing with. We don't know what their motives are. Half the time, we don't even know if they're human or not, right? So we have to have that discernment, that judgment, right? Filtered through Torah by what we know, by what he's taught us, right? Of how to get along. But then we have to operate in kindness, Okay, that's got to be a weightier matter on our heart as we're as we're discerning what we're dealing with. And then we've got to put all of our trust for the results in him, because sometimes no matter how kind you are to someone, it's not going to be received. Right. It just we cannot control other people's reactions to our actions. All we're responsible for is to know that we're doing our best to do whatever we do with kindness. Okay, so he goes on and he's rebuking them. He's saying, you are blind guides, which strain at a gnat, but swallow a camel. He's saying, you're so off. You're, it's, I've been in so many midrashes where no life was in it. No, there wasn't. It wasn't gone into with prayer. It wasn't, you know, hey, what's going on in your family? How can we pray for you? What are your needs? Instead, it was let's dig in and let's look at the Nikud and let's look at this. And it means this and, and go on for hours with a whole room full of people that maybe their hearts are breaking over something going on in their life. And it's never addressed, never even noticed. Right. This is not what we're to be doing. And it is being a blind guide. And if we're going to be there to help others find the way, we don't want to be a blind guide. So he goes on with his rebuke. Well, unto you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup of the platter, but within you're full of extortion and excess. He's going straight to motives. You know, you're, you're trying to look good to everybody, but really what's in your heart, it's not nice. You know, you're looking to take advantage of others. You blind Pharisees cleanse first that which is within the cup, in your heart, right? Within the cup and the platter that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Uh, Pharisee, hypocrites, for you are like unto whited sepulchers, right? You know, like a gravestone that's been, you know, washed out by the sun, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones, right? And all uncleanness, right? It's full of death. And this is what he was saying to them. You're the way that you are exercising religion, is bringing nothing but death. It looks very shiny and pretty outside, but it's death. You're ministering death, right? He says, even so, you also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you're full of hypocrisy and iniquity. 
blessed are, and then, okay, so I went on to an, another one. So that was the end of the rebuke out of Matthew 23. But then he goes into, I, I liked this one in Matthew 5, verse 7. It says, blessed are the merciful, those who practice kindness, those who practice has said, okay, for they shall obtain mercy. So then he gives us a really hard thing to say. And it's in 2 Peter 1, 3. And he's giving us like steps, like directions on how we get there. And, and it's not easy. He's saying first, 2 Peter 1, verses 3, and I'm going through 9. Okay. He says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and holiness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Right? I mean, look at that. He's given us his divine power, you know, this dunamis power, this living power that radiates out from our being, from our words, from our actions, right? We've been, you know, he has filled us with this. He's given us this. It's a gift to his believers. So according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and holiness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to his, to glory and virtue, right? He's called us to live in a realm of glory. This is where we're going. We, you know, when things hit us in this life, we've got to put our minds on the fact that this is, we're just, we're just taking a test. <laughs> this is all this is. We are going to enter into his glory when this test is over. When we pass the test, we enter into his glory for eternity. And who knows the wonders that await us there. I can't wait to see what he's got in store for us. It's going to be fabulous, right? So where I'm in Second uh, Peter 1, 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, right? We're not having to lust after the things of this world. In fact, those things are falling so far away, they don't even matter anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, who cares what kind of designer name your purse has on it, right? It just doesn't matter. Those things are the worldly things. I, I, as a teenager, there was nothing more important to me than having a pair of Sassoon jeans, right? I could care less what my jeans are today, as long as they're comfortable, right? And will last, as long as they're well-made, so I don't have to spend money on junk. That's what matters to me today. So funny. All right, so 2 Peter 1.5. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, right? That knowledge is running right along there with that, that wisdom, that hokma, you know, of, of looking at things from his perspective, okay? And to knowledge temperance, right? The ability to have some self-control and to say, I don't have to say everything that passes through my brain. I have the ability to hold my tongue when it's the right thing to do, right? And to temperance and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience 
holiness, set apartness, right? Because we look different. Into that set apartness, with that comes a brotherly kindness, okay? And to brotherly kindness comes love, a true love, a true love, loving our brothers and sisters the same way that we love Mashiach, right? Because he says, if you love me, you know, keep my commandments and to keep the commandments, love Yah with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your brother as yourself, right? I want people to be kind to me and to pe to treat me with kindness. So that's, I need to do the same. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Adonai Yahushua HaMashiach. He's saying when you will live this way, that he will open up the mysteries of who he really is to your heart, to your understanding, right? So there's a promise in it. It's not just a do this, you know, because it's the right thing, but he promises to open up and share the secrets of who he is, of his kingdom with you when we behave in this way and we order our steps in this way. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off. He, he, they have no ability to understand and see with a spiritual insight, right? They have forgotten that they were purged from their old life. Right? What a shame to have been rescued out of that and then forget. I love y'all's uh, comments here. I just have to stop for a minute and see, you know. Oh, yeah. Let me start here. Um, so Lee was saying somewhere mask of kindness over hearts of stone. Absolutely. Judy saying sad but true. We need to esteem others more worried than more worthy than ourselves and love them the way we would like to be loved. Absolutely. And then Lee saying, outward appearances don't matter if your insides are darkness used to scheme in secret to cause pain. Absolutely. Yahuwah sees, sees all, hears all, and knows all. It's so, so true, right? All right. And then I love this one from Sherry. Love covers a multitude of sin. Yeah. And 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 it's love in Yah's way. You know, it, it's love with that wisdom, you know, of, of filtering it through his Torah, right? It's not the sloppy agape. I love everything and, and accept everything and everything's okay with me, you know, and you can just do what you want. And I'm going to say, it's fine. It's not that it's not that at all. And I know, you know, that Sherry too, but it's real love. It's love of Mashiach. You know, it's his kind of, of love. You know, he loved people enough to throw over the tables of the money changers, which I'll be talking about a little bit later when I come on from reports under the desk, right? Okay, let me go on to Hebrews, uh, starting in uh, chapter two and going down to 18. So two, 14 through 18. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he took not on him the nature of angels. He could have, right? But he was kind. Instead, 
he took on him the seed of Abraham. What they're saying is, you know what? He could have taken on the same nature that the angels had, but he chose not to come to us that way. He took on humanity. He took on flesh, right? Why? Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful Okay, this is this has said he did it because he was kind that he might be a merciful, kind and faithful high priest in all things that pertain to Elohim to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to help them that are tempted. Right. So when we're tempted to just lash out because someone else has hurt us. He gives us this ability to say, no, I don't have to respond that way. I don't have to do it this way. You know, I can still be kind and and how I'm trying to deal with someone and help someone. Okay. Um, I wanted to share. Well, I won't share that today. I was going to do something, but I'm not. So because I'm running out of time and <laughs> I got to get ready for the other one. So this is really when I think about his kindness, this is probably one of my very, very, very favorite passages in scripture because it tells me, you know, I was writing something. Um, let me just remove this for a second and then I'll share this with you guys. I always have so much more than I have time for. Okay. So I was, I was writing this and, you know, as I was dealing with something and I was thinking about conflict resolution in the body and I put before conflict resolution happens in the body of Mashiach, where brotherly love is to be practiced, it has to happen individually between Mashiach and the individual believer. When others hurt me, when I trust those who end up being not trustworthy, it can cause me to want to retreat and withhold my trust from others, to be very wary and suspicious of any new relationships. It becomes easy to block myself off and enter a state of despair, okay? Withholding, right? Um, because the truth is relationships are tough. But the alternative of trying to live as an island is not living at all. It's blocking yourself and walling yourself in, right? I believe that this is what happened. Remember the story of the wicked, ser of the, the servants who were given talents. One was give, given 10 and he was faithful with it. And he was like given 10 more. One had five. He used it in the right way. And he was given more. One was only given one and he accused Yahusha of being a hard taskmaster. So he hid it in the ground. It didn't even earn any interest. It did nothing. You just hid it away. To me, that story is also what it's like when you've been given and all of us have been given talents and abilities that are for the building up of the saints, the building up of the body of Yahusha, every one of us, right? So if we get hurt and we choose to say, well, I'm just not saying anything to anybody anymore. I'm not trusting anybody anymore. Nobody's getting close to me anymore, right? And we take that attitude. To me, that is exactly what hiding that talent in the ground is. That's what it looks like, 
You know, that's as I was puzzling it out, that's what y'all was sharing with me, right? So when I've been hurt in relationships, it is at this point that I'm able to reach a gut level of honesty and my crying out to the father that the despair becomes my biggest ally. It's often through despair and trouble that I'm pushed closer towards him. And this is what that, what I just had written reminds me of in Psalm 56. It says, I'm starting in verse eight and going to the end. You tell my wanderings, right? He knows everywhere I walk. He knows everyone I encounter. He knows everything that happens in my life. So he knows my journey. And he sees when that journey causes me pain unto tears, right? And and he says, you tell my wanderings, you put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your suffer? Like not only when, when I have been hurt by others and I'm crying out because it, it hurts and I don't know how to even begin to risk opening my heart again, you know, to someone else. And I'm trying to push through it and just trust him and do it anyway. That decision is so precious to him that he collects that tear that I'm shedding because it's anguish to my soul. And he tells his angels, write it down. She's making the right decision. Write it down in the book of life that, that this happened to her. And I've got her tears saved up and I've directed my angels to write it down because it matters. It's precious to him, right? He says, when I cry unto you, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, right? This is our confidence for Elohim is for me. In Elohim will I praise his word. In Yahweh will I praise his word. In Elohim have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what men can do unto me, right? I'm not going to be afraid that they're slandering me. I'm not going to be afraid that they're, you know, uh, speaking curses against me because his word tells me a curse without a cause can't alight. So those things when people do that and they choose to slander and curse, literally, I believe there is a shield of his glory when I'm walking in his ways that those things bounce off and they go back right to where they came from. You know, I just believe that. I believe he has that kind of protection over me. And so I don't have to be afraid of what people are going to do to me, right? says, your vows are upon me, O Elohim. I will render my praises unto you, for you have delivered my soul from death, from hell, from Hades, from Sheol, right? That's not my, that's not where I'm headed. You have delivered my soul from death. Will not you deliver my feet from falling that I may walk before Elohim in the light of the living? I do not have to go and run and hide when I am hurt from others. I can, I can extend the Torah of kindness. That can be my heritage and my, what's said of me, what's written in his book. This was done. This was done. This was done to her. And she chose 
to speak words, the Torah of kindness instead. Right? All right. Love you guys. Um, I, I'll show a couple more uh, comments here. Love, love this reminder. He holds our tears. How precious we are to him. Yes. And Ren, that mental and emotional wanderings, that's exactly what it is. It, it's tough stuff, you know? <laughs> Thank you, uh, Judy. She says that was very powerful. Ren says, wow. Wow. I, I love you guys. I really do. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> I love you too. I'm so glad you guys are here. I love you guys. It means the world to me that you are here. And I hope you'll come back and join me. I'm coming back at, oh, in less than half an hour. <laughs> I got to get it together for reports from under the desk. So I've got some um, interesting things in the world of economics that I wanted to share with you guys today. All right. Love you. Uh, shalom and hope to see you again later. Hey!